Welcome back to Stronger Than Failure, your home for mindset, motivation, and entrepreneurship. This show is dedicated to helping you overcome your past, create unstoppable motivation, confidence, and clarity, so you can become the best version of yourself in your business, relationship, and life. Now here's your host, life coach, entrepreneur, and international best-selling author, Danny Cole. I am your host, Danny Cole. And as always, guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being part of the show. I love you and I appreciate you. And because of that, I'm going to bring you nothing but great content. And that's exactly what you're going to get here today. So, guys, if you want to know how to become more successful in business and in life, then you are going to love our guest tonight. We have got Eric Hartman on the show tonight. My man started, he quit corporate America eight years ago to become an entrepreneur and has not looked back since and has become very successful. And because of that, he's going to be giving you a bunch of strategies, tips, and his story. But not only that, but because of his passion to help others become the best versions of themselves, he's also a successful life coach. And he's going to be giving you tips on how to become the best version of yourself in every area. So guys, without further ado, this is going to be an amazing show. So get ready, get locked in. And Eric, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Bro, I'm excited about you being on the show, dude. I've been following you for a while. Been, you know, just reading about your posts and what you do in a short time frame, bro, is mind-blowing. So, but before we go into all that, give our listeners a little bit about who you are. Uh, who I am. Uh, God-fearing man, 38 years old, married, two daughters, uh, one that's newborn, 35 days, and a four-year-old. Uh, family man. I uh, love to just pour into people and really just give them what they need, and uh, lots of different businesses. So, so I'm just I'm just a grateful person that is very blessed. And now it's time to bless others. You see, that's awesome. And yeah, and from what we we're talking about right before we went on air, dude, about your journey, it's amazing. I want I want people to hear that journey because that's that's what gets people motivated. It's like, dude, because so many people think that, ah, oh, well, people who are successful, you know, they had it handed to them, right? It was such an easy deal or, or their overnight success. But as you know, like most every other successful entrepreneur, it wasn't that way. So tell me a little about your journey and where you're at. My family is middle class. Um, I grew up in New Jersey. Both my parents worked. Uh, currently, my dad's 89, retired. My mom still works. She's 64. Uh, we moved to Georgia when I was 10. Um, they wanted a better life for us. Uh, I played sports growing up. I played everything. And uh, I went to college to play football. Hurt my back. Had two bulging discs in my spine. Mm. Uh, ended with a major in criminology. Changed it three times. Hung out with the wrong people in my early 20s. Um, was a pharmaceutical rep, uh, for those of you that know what that means. Not <laughs> for an actual company. Um, after some years doing that, I bounced around from sales job to sales job. And I was chasing money. When I was the trigger, when I was around 14, my dad and brother and I went to see a movie called The Air Up There. That was with George Clooney. And in that movie, his job was to go around and fire people at companies. <clears throat> and my dad was crying during that movie. Really? And my dad had a very rough life. And... He had um, lots of things happen to him growing up. And so he had me when he was 50. So I didn't really have a good role model from a father figure. Nobody taught me about business. 
Nobody taught me how to grow your money. They taught me how to make money. At age 10, I mowed lawns. At age in New Jersey with my friends, knocking on doors, asking if we could shovel their snow, shovel their driveway for, snow, like for money, right? So we would get paid a few bucks here and there. From that, I mowed lawns. So at 16, I bought my first car from my dad. Wow. So I've always paid for everything. If I wanted a nice pair of Jordans in high school, my parents made me use my own money. So I knew how to make it, right? They just didn't know how to grow it. Mm -hmm. So I knew that I wanted to make money so that I wouldn't have to have those same issues that my parents had. Now, we had everything that I wanted, but we didn't have it in the way that I wanted it. There was lots of discomfort, arguments. Most people nowadays, they have arguments on what they can and can't do based on what they have and don't have mm -hmm. from a financial standpoint. You know what I mean? Yep. So... In my 20s, I was bouncing around doing all that and uh, was at a corporate job for three years. Um, made good money, like 80, 85 grand a year, which at the time was good. Yeah, just in your 20s then, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 27, 28, 29. Uh, and, you know, we used to, I used to bunch up all my vacation days. I used to work six days a, or seven days a week so I could take two weeks off and go on vacation with my uh, now wife, back then girlfriend. So she turned me on to traveling. Hmm. And I was, I was like, man, you know, top sales guy in the company, they, they, they won't let me, they don't want me to take two weeks off anymore. Hey, you can do a week or five days. And we were in the Philippines in uh, May of 2014. And the selfie stick was in the Philippines. And at the time, we were like, what is this upside-down golf club? Because <laughs> that's exactly what it looked like, dude. Yeah. Everybody, everybody was trying to sell us that. We were like, no, no, no. And uh, so by the end of it, we wound up buying one because everybody had one, right? So you had to have what everybody had. Oh, yeah. And uh, so we're in the hotel room on the way back, looking them up on Amazon. And they're selling for like 30 bucks. And my wife's like, oh, my back then girl, you know, she, or Shanita, she, she's like, you know, you can, you could do this, Eric. You can make, you can, you know, quit the job. She knew how good you were with sales. You're a top right. guy in the company. You know so what I mean? Yeah. I come back. I quit my job. To sell selfie sticks, bro. See, that's one thing I didn't I didn't catch that earlier. So yeah, so you was making eighty something grand a year, and like, look, let me start selling selfie sticks. And see, the thing is, when you make a lot of money, what do you think people do with it? Now they spend it. You know, they spend as much as they bring in. Yeah. I just read an article that said sixty four percent. This was just last month. Sixty four percent of people making up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars living paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. So just because you make a lot of money doesn't mean you keep it or have it. Yep. And then not put in assets that help it grow. Yeah, because I, I know a lot of people that, you know, you know, from when you were younger and they start making good money, but they're still, again, paycheck to paycheck because once that revenue increases, you're like, all right, well, let me get the better car. Well, let me go to the better dinners and better clothes. So you're still at the same level. No money's being put back to grow, I mean, for business and retirement or anything. It's crazy. And I had a lot of resentment in my, in, in my 20s because my parents didn't teach me how to grow my money. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of resentment because, hey, you wanted me to go to college? And, and so I get a good job, but, and that's what I did. So if they would have said, hey, at 10, take some lawn mowing money and buy some stocks. Bro, I put them in IULs, bro. Okay, I had yeah. 10000 bucks at a 16-year-old kid. 
So at the time when I quit to sell selfie sticks, though, everybody was like, what are you doing? My mom was like, you need to go get a job. <laughs> <laughs> Every, yeah, when people used to do tra- traditional jobs and businesses and whatnot, they're like, no, nah, you need to do something different. You can't keep doing this. <laughs> I, I go see my friend, my buddy. I'm like, yo, yo, this is what I'm doing. He's like, uh, uh, oh, you're okay, man. You know, good, good luck, good luck. <laughs> um, so I went full force. I didn't know what I was doing. No idea. Was walking around to events like breast cancer walks, uh, pancreatic cancer walks, uh, you name it. I would bring that color handle, selfie stick, awesome. and I would carry them out of my backpack, and I'd walk around to people selling selfie sticks out of my backpack. And you, I bet you sold them like crazy, didn't I did. you? I did. I'd go with a backpack full of 40 of them, and I'd make three or 400 bucks right then and there, and I'd go home. Nice. Not bad for a quick day's work. Well, half a day's work, if that. So it was good money. I was like, okay, cool. This is cool. Uh, started walking up Stone Mountain, selling them on top of Stone Mountain. Security guard didn't like the fact that I was selling them up there, so that ended after a month or two. <laughs> and then uh, my wife says to me, you know, hey, you need to uh, do America's Mart. I said, what's that? She said, oh, that's a trade show where you go and sell your product to businesses. I didn't know what it was. I looked up how much it cost. It was a booth was thirty five hundred bucks at the time. Mm-hmm. I paid it. It was everything I had. Went and uh, landed a bunch of business accounts. So real quick, that's what that's how that's how much money you had put back was the thirty five hundred for the booth. Yeah, because I spent all my money making selling selling pot in my twenties, and I never saved any of it. Yeah. No, see, just what I'm getting, I want everybody to pay attention here. One, I mean, if you've noticed, like, his work ethic, he's working seven days a week to take two weeks off with the wife, right? He started working at nine years old, realizing he's got to make money, making money. That's what he's been doing. And then where he's at now, he had the $3,500 put back. That's it. You know, he's got him and the wife, the girlfriend at the time. And that's all he's got, $3,500 put back, but he's all in. And that's the thing, guys. I want you to know if you want to be successful, you cannot have one foot on one side of the fence, one on the other. You've got to go all in. Without risk, there is no reward. And that's what Eric, I mean, that's what we're about to hear more about, dude. So that's, I wanted people to understand that. You only had that much put back, and you're like, all right, let's go all in and let's do this. Like, that's impressive, dude. I love that. I appreciate that. And, and, and what do you do when you get scared, though? You, 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 you want to go back to what you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, maybe I'll go sell a little bit more pot, make a little bit more money. Nah, that wasn't the move. I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So that was a life-changing moment. I didn't do that. I did the trade show. I landed 60 business accounts. I was like, whoa, I guess I need to do trade shows. Yeah. 60? Yeah. Bro, that's a lot. In five days. Goodness. Now, what does that equate to as far as revenue-wise? Uh, at the time, 15 grand. Nice. So I was like, okay. Cool. Went from not thirty five hundred to just five times my money. <laughs> yeah. See, but going all in, not being scared, getting out of that comfort zone. I love it. I got online. I googled what other trade shows are popular. I started traveling around the U.S. to do trade shows. Bro, awesome. I landed more accounts, more accounts, more accounts, more accounts. Built my own brand of selfie sticks. A year into it, it crashed. Ah. Uh. So what do you think? Then, like, whenever things are going phenomenal, and then they crash. Like, what went through your head, and what kept you going forward? The reason it went, it crashed, was because everybody realized that they could sell it. My product wasn't unique anymore. My brand that I built wasn't unique anymore because anybody could sell it, and everybody was selling it. Got saturated. It, the yeah. years that it was hot, it was hot. Mm. Right, that twelve months that it was hot, everybody had them. Yeah. So, what was going through my mind? I got to get on the next thing. I can't go back and get a job. <laughs> So uh, at the time, hoverboards was popular next. 
my wife had already turned me on to travel and I said, let's go to China. We went to China. I did some research. Just went online, did the research. We went there. We spent two weeks there, traveling around supplier to supplier. Now, was that easy to do, man, finding the suppliers and talking to people? It was, actually, if you did the research. Gotcha. So, yeah. That's it. I went online, did the research, found the places I was going to go visit, contacted them before I went, had mm-hmm. meetings before I went. Perfect. Had everything set up before I went. Okay, good deal. So, yeah. I, was, I was prepared. So, you went out there, you made the contacts, met the people, and then what happened? And then I came back and sold all my hoverboards at Mall of Georgia in one weekend that I bought in China. Now, how many did you, how many did you have? We bought like 65. Nice. And they were around 200 and 220 bucks a pop at the time. So maybe I spent 50, my whole, I spent like 15 grand mm-hmm. and uh, went all in. Me and my buddy bought, bought uh, hoverboards together. Gotcha. He was supposed to sign a lease with me at the mall. Supposed to sign a lease? Supposed to. The week of, we met at Applebee's, and he backed out. Bro, the week of? The week of. <sighs> Dude, that's heartbreaking because like, you're already thinking, okay, I've got X amount of money coming in. We're going in half and half. Like, It just takes the pressure off a little bit. You know what I mean? Bro, so when he backed out, what would you think? I was scared shitless. Uh, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> but still, all in. So I thought about it. I said, I'm going to do it. And I did it. Rent was seven grand. I had to sell all the hoverboards that weekend to make enough money for rent for December. Mm. I opened up on Thanksgiving weekend, Black Friday weekend. That's a great weekend to start. I sold out. Bro, that's awesome. I took all that money, rolled it back in to more hoverboards. But before I did that, I went around to all the malls and sold them for cheaper than everybody else. Because it's one thing I learned. If you sell it for cheaper than everybody... You'll sell more in the long run, and you'll make more in the long run. Exactly. Volume. Yep. You can either they're gonna sell less for more or more for less. You're gonna make money both ways. One's gonna take a lot longer to do. One's gonna be boom, just like that. So that month in December of 2015, I did around 300 uh, card sales, around 350 thousand in card sales, and around another 50 in cash. Nice. So profit on that was 120 thousand. I had to borrow money though. Now, why'd you have to borrow money? Because I was selling the hoverboards too quickly. And the thing that I realized is I didn't go around first saying, hey, can you guys give me some money so I could go sell these hoverboards? I became that person that I needed to be. And then when I needed help, guess what came to me? The solutions. That's it. So making 120 grand in 2015 in one month was insane. Dude, bro, that's a blessing. That is God blessing you because, again, you're going all in on faith. Hey, according to your faith, it shall be given to you, but faith without works is dead. So if you believe you're going to make it happen and you're going all in, putting all the work in, you're going to be blessed, dude. So many people just don't realize that. You've got to get out of that comfort zone and go, like you said, go all in. So from that, exactly, man. From that, um, the mall wouldn't let me renew my lease. It was a six-month lease. Uh, at the time, people's hoverboards were blowing up. Mm. Mine didn't. Thank uh, God. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, it, it was it was a it was a, it was a learning experience. Um, but yeah, they wouldn't let me renew my lease. From there, I made a bad business decision because I was in indecision. I didn't I didn't want to go get a job. I was like, what do I do? Yeah, I bought a soccer business, a soccer kiosk, and that was a bad 
bad decision because I rushed. I didn't want to go back and get a job, and I figured I had to get into the next thing. Gotcha. During that time that that happened, though, my jeweler, I proposed to my wife in 2017, but in 2016, my jeweler says to me, hey, do you remember that thing that you bought your wife in Vegas? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I saw it at Lenox Mall. And what was that thing? It was the crystal business that I have today. Today, I have a crystal business where uh, we take people's pictures and we laser engrave them in crystal in 3D. That's awesome. And I've been doing that for six years, but um, I had bought one of them in a casino in Vegas when I was doing a selfie stick trade show in 2014 or, or, uh, or something like that. Yeah. So, See how God lines everything up, man? Beyond, beyond. Everything happens in his time. Yes. Not when you want it to. That's what so many people don't understand. Bro, that, again, you know, God puts people in places in your life, and you just got to keep your eyes open. You've got to just be aware of the opportunities that are there. And then, like, like you said, you still got to go in. Now, so that business doing extremely well? It is. Um, it's, 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 it's been the catalyst for my success today. Uh, so it wound up, wound, up wound up being what I needed. Um, I opened up uh, the crystal business in October 2016. All I did in February 2016 was take my jeweler's advice. I went to go Lenox Mall, found a kiosk, saw uh, what they did, researched the company, found out they were based in New York, and they had 50 locations. And I was like, oh, I guess the people in Vegas aren't the only ones that do this. Uh, by now, I was a business owner, right? So I did the research, didn't know what I was doing, went all in. Borrowed money from my cousin because I'm all in every year, right? Yeah. I mean, people think you're successful when you own a business right away. It takes, it takes some years. Yes. Go all in. Borrowed money from my cousin. Borrowed 30 grand. Opened up the crystal kiosk. We got a kiosk built. Bought a 3D laser engraving machine. Spent all this money, right? We opened up. Boom. Made 60 grand in sales a month of December. Bro. That's amazing. <laughs> 2016, yeah. Goodness. <laughs> now, all right. So, real quick, we got like I'm only like ten minutes left. Like, this has been such a great show. Now, what's some what's some advice you can give everybody as far as like how you become successful? Like, you have I know a lot of it's going all in, but like, give some people advice that you would. The most important thing that I've realized there's two things, really three. One of them is the people you surround yourself with, the community that you surround yourself with. If you are around the right people then no matter what you do, you'll be successful. If you're around the wrong people, you could be having the best thing in front of you and it'll never happen. There's four things people can do that change their life if they, that has to do with their success. The people in their life, the information that they feed themselves every day, the environment that they're in, and their experiences. People need to have a season of separation from the people in their life that are tying them down. All right, so real quick, so what do you mean by that? Like, how long is that separation? Like, give me some, a little more depth on that right there for people to understand. The separation can be as long as it needs to, but you need to set the expectation. So it could be a year, it could be forever, or it could be a couple months. It could be the people that are toxic in your life speaking negativity into your life all the time. So people is the most important thing. I don't have negative people, negative energy, negative negative any type of people in my life. I'm not worried about if I buy $8 organic peanut butter, how expensive it is. I'm worried about how much, how can I go make more money mm -hmm. to not worry about the problems. So the people in your life kind of control what you think. That yep. five people closest to you, 
is really the truth. Dude, absolutely. And the thing is, you know, a belief is only a thought that's being reinforced. So if you're around these negative people all the time and they're talking whether it's lack of, you know, health or lack of money or whatever it is, the more you hear this, it becomes a belief because a belief, again, is only a thought that's being reinforced. Like when when you're younger, you believe in Santa Claus. When you become an adult, you don't. It's just a belief that changes because of information that you take in. So, yeah, dude, the five people you hang out with the most will definitely, I mean, you're going to be number six. Hang around five people who sell drugs, you're going to be number six. Hang around five people who sell multi-million dollar, you know, investment properties, that's what you're going to be, number six. You know what I mean? Second thing, environment. Environment. What's in your environment? If you go in my house, you see my goals everywhere. You see them on the mirror. You see them by my computer. You see them in my car. You see them in my, wa- my wallet. You see them in my, ca- in my cabinets that I go in all the time. My environment mm-hmm. is my future self. It's not my current situation. It's my future self. So I'm seeing an environment of what my future is. I'm seeing my future environment not just once. I'm not thinking about it. I'm, I'm seeing it all the time. I have pictures, places, things, words, you name it. It's everywhere in my house. The environment is the second most important thing that has to do with people's success. Yep. And so many people do not understand that. They'll keep a cluttered house, cluttered office, but by cluttering that, you're not allowing the newness to come in. You know what I mean? But And that's one thing that kind of validates one thing I was going to start doing at my house. I've got different things, you know, success, hustle. I've got different things around the house and, you know, positive sayings. But I've been wanting to do the, like, my goals, putting them in, like, in the pantry when I go in there to grab, you know, it's like some nuts or, you know, water or whatever it is. Goals there. I want to have them in the, the bathroom as well, just different places. So, dude, that rather hit the nail on the head for me. I'm doing that tonight. If you take it to a level of an elite level in your life, in all those areas, you're definitely gonna get. You're definitely gonna get what you want. Number three, information. What information are you feeding yourself daily? I can't remember the last time I watched TV. We don't even have cable. First off, right? I can't remember. I watched a movie with my wife for the first time. I think in a couple years, just the other a couple weeks ago, it was a godsend movie because I don't even remember what it was. But um, but but while we're watching the baby but the information are you reading books are you the words that you're hearing from the people in your life so all that is information that you're hearing so if you're not reading books if you're watching tv what are you filling your mind with on a constant daily basis Mm -hmm. information it's everything. Like, you know, it's one thing I talk about with my clients is it's what your diet. Your diet's not the only thing that you eat. It's what you watch. It's what you listen to and what you hear, you know. And the, the, the movies that you watch, if they're negative movies, if they're, you know, if it's about, you know, drama and crime and just all this other crap, that's what you're feeding your brain, that information. And if you re, you're watching lousy movies, bad information in, that means you're going to have a bad out results out. You know what I mean? If you're listening to negative conversations, people who are negative with whatever it is, if you're reading books that are not fulfilling you. Cause that's one thing with all my clients. In the morning time, I have them do gratitude, have them do affirmations, and midday, I have them watch a motivational video, period. If you're constantly feeding yourself with this information, your life will change completely. And do so, yeah, you're hitting everything on the head, bro. I love it. <laughs> right. And you can see he's really, really living this. You yeah. can see it's very, very passionate. Because uh, um, believe it or not, Danny, uh, the last couple of days, I've been that. Oh my God! Oh, we're in trouble! Oh, we'll really? never make it! You know, Darwin, you never. I, I've and, never and heard just, you even say it that. It just took over me. Really? And I, and I, I had to watch it. I was like, damn. My wife was like, "Would you?" And I'm like, "Okay." And he, I needed to hear that. Yeah. 
I appreciate you. Of course. See? My man's amazing, dude. I'm telling you. Somebody <laughs> somebody could just go to YouTube and just type in uh, Earl Nightingale, Strangest Secret, and just watch that. And, just, and watch that and watch that and watch that and watch that and watch How that. How many times have you seen that? Oh, I can't even tell you. Bro, I've seen it so many times, yeah. It's, it's, if people, if you've not seen that, go on YouTube right hundreds, now. And watch hundreds, hundreds, yeah. hundreds of times. It, it's amazing. And I, again, tell me how dedicated you are. Is one thing, there went, I don't know if you heard earlier, but how dedicated Eric is as far as changing your life and what you do. Like, how much weight have you dropped in the past hundred days, guys? If y'all have not been following Eric, he's going to give you everything where you can follow him and get in touch with him shortly. But, like, just with this aspect of your life running, like, tell people about that real quick. Uh, I've lost 45 pounds in the last uh, hundred days. Dude, that's awesome. Now, what if, like, what did you do to change to make that happen? Uh, it was 100% mindset. I didn't have a trainer. I actually just got done with the trainer for six months that I didn't get any results because it was just myself. And I realized I didn't need anybody. So it was my mindset that started my journey on my health journey. And it was my relationship with food that changed. Because now I eat to fuel my body versus to get full. And that is the most important part because if you can't control your eating and your diet, you're not going to be successful in your business because it's all in the mind. Yes. Now, all right, dude, we're, we're winding down. So how, how, how much time we got, Derwin? You want number four? Yeah. Oh, you got number I thought there was only three. No, nope. got three minutes. Oh, bro, my bad. Yeah, you're, you're good. Go you're right good. ahead. N- number four <laughs> is experiences, okay? Most people, they take the experiences that they've had and they think about them. If they use their experiences as the foundation for their future and stop letting them weigh them down, that's the last thing to success. Literally. Past, present, future, okay? The first thing that happens, if you ask people that, they'll answer it wrong, most of them. The first thing that happens first is the future. You write something down. You speak it. It hasn't happened yet. You think it's going to happen, right? The, th- that's the future, right? Mm-hmm. Then the moment it happens, that's the present moment, right? After it happens, it's your past. So you can create your future. So if people use their past experiences as the fuel for how they got where they're at, I had to have all those bad things happen in my life, every single thing, Mm -hmm. in order to get to where I'm at now. That had to happen. And until you realize everything has an opposite, everything goes hand in hand, you need to be grateful for your past experiences because that will be the catalyst to you getting to your future experiences versus them weighing you down. 100%. Do every experience in life is basically it's a good experience. It's only bad if we label it bad. The only way an experience can be bad is because you've not looked at it and say, okay, what can I learn from this to make my life better? Because every situation we go to, go through, there's something there. Like my mom, you know, everybody knows she's got stage four cancer. And she's like, look, everything happens for a reason. And I can take something good from this and move forward with this. And like, dude, she's like one of the strongest women I know. I like, I love talking about it. I get emotional. So I'm going to slow down a little bit. But dude, I just learned so much from her. And like, you've got the same thing. It's we, if you learn what you go through, you're going to be successful. Use it as, like you said, use it as your catalyst. Now, a lot of our people, they you know a lot of our listeners, they have coaches. How can they find you as a coach? Because, dude, you, I know you're going to be changing a lot of people's lives, Eric. So how can they get in touch with you? How can they reach out to you? And how can they follow you? I'm new to the social media platform area. So I am on Facebook. I have a Calendly. So somebody can uh, get my Calendly link and book an appointment with me for a coach. Uh, Facebook is the easiest way. Uh, or they can email me. That would be the best bet. 
Um, I am building out the platforms for people to be able to uh, contact me easier than that. But Facebook is the easiest way. All right. And spell your name out for everybody so they know how to get you. <laughs> E-R-I-K. And last name is Hartman. H-A-R-T-M-A-N. And the email that they can use is menofevidence at gmail. Awesome. And that's spelled M-E-N-O-F evidence. E-V-I-D-E-N-C-E at gmail. All right, guys. So go on Facebook, look up Eric, and just go through his story. Like it's amazing. Like you can see how transparent he is, how open he is about his journey, what he's doing, and the advice that he gives you. If you're looking to improve your business, if you're looking to improve your life on any level, this man can help you out. And like, just reach out to him. So we are winding down. We are done. Danny, I'm so grateful for this, brother. I'm glad you came out, dude. I'm gonna have you back on. You know, give him another six months to see where you come to. Then, boom, we're gonna have you back out here, dude. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being part of the show. And remember, you are stronger than failure. Stronger than failure. Your home for mindset, motivation, and entrepreneurship. This show is dedicated to helping you overcome your past, create unstoppable motivation, confidence, and clarity so you can become the best version of yourself in your business, relationship, and life. Life coach, entrepreneur, and international best-selling author, Danny Cole.